Hey guys, I want to talk to you about the mystery revealed, something that God taught me and showed me actually. If you turn with me in the book of Ephesians chapter 3, we'll read verse 3 all the way to verse 7. It says, How that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already, by which when you read you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel, of which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. The mystery of God was always there, but it was hidden in himself but never quite revealed yet. If you look at Ephesians chapter 3 and we read from verse 8 to verse 9, it says, To me who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ. And this is the mystery revealed. If you keep going, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10 through 11 says, To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. Now, I want to give you just a background of why this is so amazing because the words that I want you to keep track of is where it says the manifold wisdom of God and I'm going to show you where the manifold wisdom of God comes from but I'm going to take you all the way back to the beginning where we talk about the devil was actually kicked out of heaven because of pride and he took one-third of the angels with him to earth and you can read this in Revelation chapter 12 verse 7 through 9. It says, And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So we see that the devil and the angels are all now removed from the heavens. However, that means it's not so good for those who are down on earth now, uh, meaning all of mankind. If you look in Revelation chapter 12, verses 10 through 12, it says, Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to the death verse 12 therefore rejoice o heavens and you who dwell in them woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea for the devil has come down to you having great wrath because he knows that he has a short time so now we move forward into creation and we see that God creates man on the earth, the very place where the devil has come down to. 
um, knowing that he was kicked out of heaven, but they say, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, because the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. So God creates men on the earth in his image, and this is the place where Satan dwells now, with all of his angels who came with him. Man is good with God, which makes him greater than the devil. In the beginning, Adam and Eve were created, and man had not sinned against God. And man, what that does is it gave him dominion over the earth where Satan and his angels are stuck. However, we'll see where that's said. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 through 28, says this, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now, the devil doesn't want man to rule over him, so what he does is he gets man to disobey God and causes sin to enter into the world, which gives dominion back to the devil. Because in the beginning, when man was created, as you can see, God gave dominion over every living thing that moves on the earth. And that had to do with the enemy himself and also with the angels that had fallen from heaven. So we see in Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 7, it says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was a pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. Now we see that Satan tempted man, and man fell short, and they sinned against God. So now sin has entered into the world, and Satan has now regained dominion back over the earth. His very, very goal that he was trying to do, his strategy, because he knew that man in the beginning had dominion over him, and anyone that knows that someone has dominion over them wants to quickly gain control and regain dominion back over that person. So Satan was crafty in his way and caused Adam and Eve, man, mankind, to sin. So now God sees that it's going to be impossible for man to regain dominion back over the devil because now everyone who is born into the world is already full of sin no matter what. And we can see this, that this is found in Psalms 51, verse 5. It says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. What that means is when you were born, 
into the world, since the world was full of sin, as soon as you entered into the world, you were already a sinner. Even if you had not thought of something bad or evil or anything like that, you have already sinned because sin was already in the world where you entered. And you were also in sin conceived by your mother. Because she, because Adam and Eve were the first, and everything after them that came was sin. Because sin entered into the world because of disobedience. It says, For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by man's obedience many will be made righteous. Now God has to send his son Jesus because Adam failed against the temptation of the devil. However, Jesus does not fail because he is from heaven and he is God. The way Jesus was conceived was not like man, but it was through the Holy Spirit and not by the way a normal conception would be. Meaning Psalms 51.5 will not be so for Jesus because the Holy Spirit is pure and righteous and does no sin. Matthew chapter 1 verse 18 through 23 teaches us this. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. So we see that Jesus is not conceived like man is conceived, but instead he is conceived by the Holy Spirit, which like I mentioned before, the Holy Spirit is pure and righteous and does no sin. So he is the one, only one on earth that is born through not sin or into sin because the Holy Spirit has already made him righteous and pure and clean. Jesus was already baptized in the Holy Spirit and pure and holy because he was conceived by that very thing, which was the Holy Spirit. That's what created him. So now you know that Jesus was without sin so that he could become sin to save us all from sin. And I'll show you where this is found. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. It says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So the earth was cursed when man disobeyed God, which caused sin to enter in, which made death enter as well through sin. And we can see that this is found in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and verse 19. It says, Therefore, just as through one man's sin entered the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. Sin is what causes all man to die which is why death happens in the first place. Sin is what brought forth death, and death spread to all men, as we just read. If you see in Romans chapter 6, verses 20 through 23, it says, For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. 
What fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now, having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So now we see Jesus is the only one that can save you from eternal life in hell. Jesus made a way where there was no way for all of mankind because of sin entering into the world through the disobedience of man in the beginning like we saw and we read in the garden. Everyone that came into the world after Adam and Eve had no choice but to be condemned to hell because of sin because there is no escaping it. This is why we all need Jesus because he was the only way to eternity in the heavens. Everyone that came into the world after Adam and Eve, they had no choice but to be condemned because sin was all over them. Because they were born in sin, they were conceived into sin, and through sin, they came into the world, which was sinful. But the only one, like I said, Jesus was the only one who was born pure and not of the world, but he was conceived not like mankind, but as God through the Holy Spirit. So, what's interesting is that God gave mankind the opportunity to rule the world and to live free from sin in the very beginning. However, man, which meaning all of mankind, chose to sin and ruined that opportunity once and for all. As soon as Satan got mankind to sin, dominion was given back over to Satan, and that was for life, forever. Nothing was going to change that except for the one, and his name was Jesus, because he was pure and blameless and holy, and he was without sin. Everyone wants to blame God and say that it isn't fair the way he made it in the beginning. Because when it was us who made the mistake in the beginning by disobeying God. A lot of people want to get upset with God and say, well, if you're God and you knew that we were going to sin, why'd you make it this way? He made it to where there was a choice. Even though man already had dominion over Satan, man never understood the dominion that he had, which is why he fell short and that he was deceived by the enemy and gave back the dominion to the devil in the first place. So now we need Jesus because without him, we can't be saved. All of those who call upon the name of Jesus will be saved because only through Jesus can you be saved. And we find that in Romans chapter 10, verse 13. It says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I want to teach you more about the mystery because I gave you the background story of what the mystery leads up to. Because in the beginning, like I said, man had dominion. And I told you to remember the manifold wisdom of God, like I read to you in the beginning. God created us to rule over everything in the beginning, and we, meaning mankind, failed. Satan took back the rule of the earth from us. So God sends his son because sin was keeping us from God. Isaiah 59 verse 2 says this, but your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear you. Just like mankind was tempted in the garden one time by the devil, the devil did the same thing to Jesus multiple times. However, Jesus overcomes the temptation of the devil because he is born of the Holy Spirit who only knows to do good and not evil 
and that means not to fall into temptation and not sin. So we see where Satan tempts Jesus, just like man was tempted in the garden, but man fell short and we lost dominion. So now the only hope for the world and the earth is Jesus Christ, who is born of the Holy Spirit, who only knows to do good and not evil, which means he will not fall to this temptation. But what's interesting is the devil only came once to Adam and Eve to tempt them one time. It only took one time for them to fall short because they were not conceived and filled by the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit in Jesus, it shows us in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. And I'm going to read this to you. It says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. So we see, like I said, Satan tempted Jesus more than once. And every single time that Satan tempted Jesus, Jesus overcame the temptation because he was filled with the Holy Spirit. It shows us here now that Jesus dies on the cross for our sins, and we are now cleansed from the sin that automatically was in us as soon as we entered into the world. So I want to teach you how powerful the cross is. The cross set you and I free from automatically being consumed in sin like we learned in Psalms 51.5. Jesus died on the cross so that you and I can be cleansed from the sin that was automatically on us even though we have not committed a sin as soon as we entered into the world. Because Jesus' death, we see this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3, verse 4. For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So Jesus had to die on the cross because he was the only one that could keep us uh, separated from sin because he was the only one who was not born and conceived like a normal man, like mankind is after Adam and Eve, but he was born and conceived by the Holy Spirit, which made him different. So we see that before Jesus died for our sins, he actually tells his disciples about a promise. And this promise is the helper, the Holy Spirit. He told them, however, the Holy Spirit cannot come until he goes back to the Father which meant until he fulfills the will of God for his life, the Holy Spirit cannot come. 
Now, the Holy Spirit, as we know, is what conceived Jesus. And it's interesting because unless the Holy Spirit conceived Jesus, then he would have been full of sin and he would have fell short and he would have been tempted. And then all of mankind would have been left back into the same position of where Satan has full dominion over them. But instead, Jesus was successful, overcame the temptation, was filled with the Holy Spirit. And since he was filled with the Holy Spirit, he could do what he came to do, and that was to fill the will of God so that he could die and that he could rise again and go back to the Father so that he could send us the same Spirit that gave the dominion back to us. John chapter 16, verse 7 says this, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. This is Jesus speaking. For I do not go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. So what Jesus is saying, unless I go back to my Father and complete what I have come to do, I cannot give you the Holy Spirit, the very one who is going to separate you from sin, cleanse you, and also give you dominion back over the devil from which he stole from you in the beginning in the garden. Now, Jesus' blood is what cleansed you and I from the sins that we had automatically from the world, which meant when one is not cleansed of sin, there is no room for righteousness. The Holy Spirit was sent by Jesus after he went back up into the heavens, like we talked about. And I'll show you. In Acts chapter 1, verses 4 through 5, it says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit now because Jesus went back up into the heavens, just like he said, and he sent the helper, which is the Holy Spirit. And we see this in Acts chapter 2, verses 4. And it says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now man actually has access to the gift of God through the gift of Jesus Christ. And this gift is the Holy Spirit. And it's given to every believer who is cleansed from their sins because those who are cleansed from their sins now have room in them for the Holy Spirit to set up his house in you because your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead and remembers that death has to do with sin. So since Jesus was sinless and blameless, death could not hold him down. That is why he rose again, because only sin could hold you down in death. But Jesus overcame sin, which means that he overcame death. So the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, that overcame death, that gives you dominion back over the devil, which represents death, actually comes and enters into you. And we see this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, verses 22 through 26. It says, For as in Adam all die, all of mankind dies, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. So the opposite. All that was in Adam and Eve when they fell short and they sinned against God, all die because sin entered in. But it says, Now with Christ all shall be made alive. Why? Because Christ was without sin, so therefore death could not hold him down. 
and he is also the resurrection of life. But each one in his own order, Christ, the first fruits, afterward, those who are Christ's at his coming. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom of God the Father, when he puts at an end to all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. And you'll see this in verse 26. It says, The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. And what that meant was the very last thing that's going to be destroyed, which is death, which death only came because of sin. So sin is actually being destroyed. The very thing that was holding all of mankind down, mankind down, was finally broken and removed once and for all, only in Jesus Christ. And we can see this in Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 11. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin, for he who has died has been freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So now, everyone who believes in Jesus and confesses their sins, they're forgiven from their own sins and cleansed so the Holy Spirit can come and live in them. Which means the Holy Spirit in you is now what overcomes sin, just like it did in Jesus. In Romans chapter 8, verse 11, it says this, But if the Spirit of Him, who is Jesus, who raised Jesus from the dead, dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. So it's saying the same Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that overcame death, which represented sin, now lives in you, helps you also now to overcome death, I'm sorry, sin, which led to death, okay? And the wages of sin is death. So now, now we're cleansed by the blood. We no longer have our sins, but we have an advocate if we do sin who speaks on our behalf, which is the blood of Jesus, who speaks to the Father forever and ever. Praise the Lord. Jesus took back the keys of Hades and death from the devil and gave them back to mankind. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 18, we see this. I am he who lives and was dead, this is Jesus, and behold, I am alive forevermore. 
Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. And we see Jesus give us back the keys in Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. It says, And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So now through the Holy Spirit, we have the keys that the devil stole from us in the beginning because we sinned. But Jesus was faithful all the way until death so we could get the keys back, which represented getting dominion back over the devil. Dominion is now back in our hands because of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Only in Jesus do we have dominion over the devil and his demons because we are in him, seated where he sits above in the heavens. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, it says, If then you were raised with Christ... Seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ. So it's saying you died and your life is now hidden in Christ, which is seated above where Christ is seated. So wherever Jesus is seated, you sit in him through the Holy Spirit. So that means Jesus is seated above and we are in him through the Spirit. In Ephesians chapter 1, uh, verses 20 through 21, it says, Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. This means that we now have the same dominion over the principalities and powers, meaning the devil and his angels, which means that the dominion has been given back to us to where we have authority over the devil and all the angels, which means the demons. I want to teach you that this is actually the mystery revealed, that you and I were created by God. And Satan wanted to rule over you and I because we were made in the image of God. And Satan hates everything of God because he is judged by God forever. Satan tried to overtake the kingdom from God because of pride, but instead God kicked him out of heaven. So now God gets to use us, the believers in Christ, meaning the church, to judge the devil every day by the authority that God has given to us through the blood of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. The devil was second in all creation because God was first. Now the devil for the rest of time until Jesus comes back has to submit to you and I who are in Christ because of the Holy Spirit. That means because God in us, the devil, has to submit without choice. Because the Holy Spirit that defeated the devil by rising Jesus from the dead now lives in you and I, the believer. The devil is now subject to you and I who are created by God in his image for his glory. God doesn't even bother with the devil anymore because he had given us, mankind, the authority over the devil for now until Jesus returns the second time to get his people. That is why the word says the manifold wisdom of God is revealed by the church to the principalities and powers of the heavens, meaning Satan and the angels who went with him. We are the church. And we get to manifest the wisdom of God to the devil every day because the devil is already judged. 
all authority has been given to you and I through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I will show you this. This is the great commission that Jesus gives us because he now mentions that we have this all authority because everything that he owns, we own. Because where he is seated, we are seated, which means we are high above the heavens, which means we are in the heavens and we are high above the earth. And the devil and the angels are on earth. And that means that we have dominion because we are seated in the heavens, which means the earth where the devil and the, and the demons are becomes our footstool, just like Jesus says, the earth is his footstool. It says in Matthew 28, verse 18 through 20, it says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and know that I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. I end with this now, and I ask that you go and teach what you've learned to the other believers about the believer's authority over the devil and demons because of the, um, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I encourage you all to know that this is the mystery, that God's manifold wisdom is manifested through the believer, through the authority, by the Holy Spirit that seats you in the heavenly places far above the devil, which gives you dominion, and also the Lord, through Jesus Christ, gave you back the keys that the devil stole that he gave them back to you, Jesus did, because in the beginning in the garden, the devil stole them from mankind by making them fall short and making them sin, which entered, which allowed death to enter, which meant that only the option was for eternity in hell. And I find it so amazing that Jesus accomplished this for you and I, because I really encourage you to get excited, because the cross that people wear around their neck, the cross that people see on their cars, the bumper stickers, the things that people see, the cross is the true power to the believer. And it's not just a symbol. It's not just an emblem, but it's actually the power unto those who believe. And it also works effectively to the believer in Christ. Now, I want to encourage you with this last thing. It's exciting to get uh, to know that God has given us dominion over the devil and the enemy has to submit to the words that we speak. But I want you to remember this very thing. And this is another teaching, just a little quick one. It says, remember to rejoice, not because of the truth about being able to rule over Satan and demons, but because of your name is written in the book of life, which means eternal salvation. Always rejoice in Christ because of that. Not because you have authority over Satan and demons, but because Jesus paid the price for you and I as the believer, and he redeemed us and cleansed us from our sins, filled us with the Holy Spirit, and that he, writ, he wrote our names in the book of life. Meaning that when he returns the second time, that you and I will be going up into the heavens to meet him face to face once and for all, where we have, will have eternity in the heavens with him, our Lord and Savior. I pray that this has encouraged all the believers in Christ. And this has been another podcast uh, with you guys from me, Joel Grover, with Faith Walk Ministries. I encourage you to share this with all other believers. 
and even those who don't believe so they can understand the authority that they will have when they give their lives over to Jesus. I love you guys so much, and I pray that you are led by the Spirit and nothing else but the Spirit. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful day or night, whatever time it is, and be encouraged knowing the truth because the truth has been spoken to you, and now you'll be able to be set free because he who knows the truth is set free by the truth. God bless you guys. Be encouraged always in the Lord.